You're listening to Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny. Nick is the CEO of the Greeley Philharmonic Orchestra and the 2019 Greeley Chamber Ambassador of the Year. Nick's Snacks also touches on local and global issues through Nick's perspective, offering unique insights into the world's happenings. Prepare to learn something new in this thought-provoking and entertaining show. Listeners, you're listening to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, Northern Colorado's voice. I'm your host, Nick Kenny. Behind the glass, we have Micah Kilpatrick. No guest again this week. Don't worry, it's going to get very busy over the next several weeks as we enter this holiday season. Uh, we'll be featuring some nonprofits uh, as we approach Colorado Gives Day, the largest day of giving in Colorado. Um, millions and millions and millions of dollars raised for nonprofits. So we're going to hear from some nonprofit leaders uh, in the next couple of weeks to see uh, what's out there, who to support, why to support them, and also just so you can hear how good of uh, really just a job nonprofits are doing in our community, how many holes and voids they are filling um, from music with children, adults, orchestras to railroad museums to the food bank. Um, There's so much good out there in the community. Well, it's been a busy week already. Just as a beautiful weather for Halloween. Just it didn't rain. It did not rain. My childhood memories from uh, from Halloween Mostly include just freezing, just complete freezing. You know, it's either raining or it's snowing. Basically, if you have to uh, to, to wear a Halloween costume out trick or treating, basically plan for wearing a winter coat uh, coat underneath, because um, that's just how it was. As you're running from house to house to house. But, uh, you know, every year I have this debate, this philosophy, and I ask people, you know, what's the proper way to give out Halloween candy? Uh, Throw it at people. That's not really the case. But, you know, I, I, I've asked, um, you know, are you a person, you know, hy- you know hypothetically, Micah, do you give out a, a candy, though, by the way? Um, only to my niece and nephew. I don't turn the lights on. I, I like to have all the lights off. I I feel like if I was one of those people who was photosensitive, my life would be much better because I'm just a, a creature of darkness. Well, you could become a mole person. I could become one of the. I could live in the sewer, like as far as long as I'm far away from the sun. You'd be like Master Splinter. Would you be like one of the Ninja Turtles? You'd be a Ninja Turtle because of your affinity. I'd be for, Don and Tello. For pizza. I'd be Don and Tello. He's the nerdy one. The nerdy one. I do love pizza. Now, my my debate is whether or not you give the candy to the children. That is, if you have an assortment of candy, if you just have like Snickers or Three Musketeers or something in your your candy bin, and of course, you know, you're probably funneling that into the, the, the receptacle, whether that's a bag, um, a, a pillowcase, or one of those nice plastic pumpkin baskets. But you need something that can take a lot of candy, you know. And um, if you do it right, you know, when you're going out trick-or-treating, you have uh, a couple of neighborhoods you can go to, but always circling back and dumping it out into the mother load that is your home. Um, but if you have an assortment of candy, do you let the kids pick it out on their own? Or do you just give them a handful? Or do you give them one piece of candy apiece? Micah, your take. If you were to give out candy, as as a trick-or-treater, let's go back a couple of years and you're trick-or-treating, what would be the most, you know, uh, impactful for you? Being able to reach in and take whatever you wanted? I never went trick-or-treating. Ever? Nope. Micah, that feels like such a lost opportunity. Eh. 
Although I really like people, I, I know that that's that's very true. What about your niece and nephews? Uh, they they went out trick or treating. My nephew this year was the Ghostbuster, and my niece was Wednesday Adams. Ooh, those are good costumes. Speaking now, of Wednesday Adams, there is a new Wednesday Adams show coming to Netflix. Let's hope it doesn't suck. Who's going to star in that? Uh, something Gomez. Selena Gomez? No, no, she's much too old to be. This is a coming of age Wednesday Adams, so it has to be like a teenage aged person. It says Christina Ricci's going to be in it. Wasn't she? She was the original, wasn't she? Yeah, I think she's playing a professor or something. Interesting. Jenny Ortega is playing Wednesday Adams. Yeah, her. I've never heard of her before. Uh, me either. But Christina Ricci's coming back. Luis yeah, Guzman. He's he's pretty fantastic. See, Catherine Zeta Jones is going to be in it. Gwendolyn. Christy, Gwendolyn Christie, she was uh, most recognizable, I think, for her role on Game of Thrones as Brienne of Tarth and also— Before as... they ruined her character. That's, that's true. I'm... She was great, great season two through, th- through season seven, and then in season eight, they're like, eh, let's ruin her. Although she had a great ending in, in the last episode. I don't want to—well, you know, who cares? I spoiled it for you. She goes all the way through the last episode of season eight. Oh, Yes. She was one of my favorite characters. Uh, from the very beginning, from the very beginning where she showed up, she was one of my favorite characters. She was an underdog. And I don't I don't know. It you just know, it really pissed me off when they when they just ruined her. They uh, I, I just I hate had people done writing Game of Thrones trivia for an event this week. Um, which it, character did they screw up the most? That's very subjective because they screwed up a lot. Well, as we're on the topic of Halloween, before we diver, divert into Micah's mind, that'd be a good segment, Micah's no, mind. No, that would not be a good segment. That would be a, a very bad segment. I would uh, open up a black hole of negativity. Dark Darkness. Hello, darkness, my Hello, old friend. Darkness, my old friend. Well, let's go to the top 10 candies of 2022. So the top 10 candy bars that you can experience uh, your kids just fighting over uh, after their Halloween candy or just you. Um, number 10 comes in with Butterfingers. Micah, do you agree? Well, we'll agree with the, the top four or five. But Butterfingers, did you know that Butterfingers once had more caffeine than a cup of coffee? Actually, no, not a cup of coffee, a five-hour energy drink. Maybe I did not monster. know that, but chocolate naturally has caffeine in it. Red Bull. It's a Red Bull. So if Red Bull gives you wings, what did Butterfingers get you? Um, it gets you kicked out of the NFL. I can guarantee you that. Wow. Don't know where that reference came from. but Butterfingers? Uh, You've never heard of Butterfingers? Someone oh, who drops you can't the ball? catch a ball. Yes, wow. yes. You're the one who's... Oh. Sometimes I'm a sports person. Sometimes I'm not, Mike. I did not have that sports filter on. Well, come on. That's a great pun. I don't was, know about that one. It was, it was all right. Number Mark nine. didn't like it. Twix. Okay. Now, those are both very good. The I, I don't know which one. I think it when it comes between the two of those, it's a matter of preference, and I will not judge anyone who says, I like this one over that one because they're both very good. Personally, I would rather have a Butterfingers but they're both very good. I'd rather have the Butterfinger Bites. Although, yeah, those are good. Those but are better the but- than the full Butterfingers. Butterfingers in general not only taste good, but they're fun to eat. Well, they are, but they're kind of messy. They're like, a, they're like taking a bite out of those Nature's Valley granola bars that just uh, crumble and there's crumbs all over the place. Yeah, that's the, the big downfall. I don't think you don't, you don't get that with Twix. Number eight is Kit Kat. 
I like Kit Kat, but it to me is not better than a Twix or a Butterfinger. No, it, yeah, it's it's a Halloween candy only. I can have it once a year. It was a full kick, a full like king size Kit Kat in my neighbor's yard this morning next to a CD. You don't see those very often these days. I don't know what Halloween costume that person was. Were they the music industry? Uh, might have been. They start off as record and then eight track and then uh, cassette, then CD, and then MP3 player. MP3, yep. Yeah. Now they're all online. Number seven, hot tamales. I do disagree no. with this one. No, hot tamales are nowhere. Hot tamales isn't, isn't even a candy. That's totally a candy. It's, it's not a candy. It it's is, a waste of time. It is uh, It is interesting to see this on the top 10 hot tamales. I'll probably have one of those for Ooh. every 20 Snickers bars I'd have. Number six, Hershey bar. You can't say much bad about uh, much, much. There's not much negativity about a Hershey's bar. I'm not a big Hershey's fan because it's too much chocolate. But I Do you like it broken up into like a crackle or a Mr. Good bar where you have the Hershey's with... with Extra filling. I would I would go w- with the crackle over the straight up Hershey's, but for my money, it's going to be peanut butter and chocolate. Peanut butter with a little bit of chocolate. Everybody knows what my number one's going to be. Uh, well, yeah, we're, you're giving some hints. That's mine too, actually. But number five is Sour Patch Kids. I do like Sour Patch Kids. Most That's of not a Halloween movies. candy. Oh, everything. Every candy is a Halloween candy. I'm not I that's not in the top ten. It's very good, but it's not in the top ten. Oh, I I put it there. Four is Skittles. Yes, yes. I used to love Skittles until they replaced the green the lime with the green apple. I just think the flavors are all off now. You have two delicious citrus fruits that go well together, lemon and lime. That's why we have Sprite and Seven Up um and Sierra Mist, but no, they had to ruin. It's not like you have a Sierra Mist with green apple. It just completely threw off all the flavors for me. It just ruined my childhood when they when they made that decision. I feel badly that I wasn't consulted. Number three is Snickers. No, that's false. Snickers is number two. Uh, this says M and M's is number two. M and M. Oh, M. What are we talking about? Are we talking about peanut butter M and M's? We're talking M and M's in general, the whole broad spectrum. No, no. Okay, you can put that on the list, but there's no. I encourage anyone who has a list to come run it by Micah first because he will poo-poo just about everything. I will say that everything you believe in is wrong. I hold grudges with uh, people based on things like lists of candy. And that is Micah for us. Yes. Number one, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups winning again. Absolutely. That's my all-time favorite. After this break, we're going to come back with the top 10 worst candies ever. Micah, this is a list you haven't seen yet. We'll see if you agree or not. Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be right back. Lifted scenes while I was And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence
Welcome back to Dick's Next on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Next week, we'll have Michelle Kempema, Executive Director of the Colorado Model Railroad Museum and one of the brains behind the Greeley Lights the Nights Festival and Parade. We'll hear all about what this year is going to have in store. Hopefully no snowstorm, but that is the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I hope Uh, it's a rainstorm. I hope not. Micah, you just bring so much darkness. So much darkness. Hello, darkness, my old friend. All right, we got the top ten worst candies ever. So if these are in your kids' Halloween baskets or yours, no judgment here whatsoever. But also, if you gave some of these out, you're um, a bad person. You might want to question your integrity for uh, for next year. Actually, I almost was one of these people. If you um, gave out something healthy, you need to rethink your life. Well, they're not healthy, Micah. Oh, I, I'm just saying, if you gave out something healthy, come on, it's Halloween. Kids are. Or if you gave out a note, there are people that give out notes that say, I'm sorry, but you're too overweight to have candy. Here's an apple. My you are a I bad person. I rein you in. You are very negative. And that's actually happened? How has that happened? Oh, I've, I've, there have been stories about that Ugh. where people have have said, well, that kid's too big. Terrible. Terrible. Not on Nick yeah, Snacks. We're not bringing this people. negativity on Nick Snacks. Here's the negativity we will talk about. The top 10 worst candies ever. Whether you agree or disagree, number 10, good and plenty. No, no, those are bad. Those are bad. Yeah, these are That's the top 10 number worst one. candies. Okay, Micah, we're just going to let you, we're going to give the Micah fix. The Micah fix. Nine is licorice. Agree that it belongs on this list, not as a ranking. I don't agree that it belongs on the list. Licorice? Black licorice, yes. Red licorice uh, doesn't belong on the list. It's Does more do in the red middle. vines count as licorice? Or yes. um, what's the other one? Um, not red vines. What's the other? If it's licorice, it's licorice. Now, now there are some licorice things that have like filling in them. Oh, Th- gosh. That sounds fine. terrible. Uh, no, you can you can get some at candy stores. It has like filling in it. It tastes pretty good. Eight is Tootsie Rolls. Ew, ew, that. Ew. I used to like Tootsie Rolls. I don't know how they are now. Then you became five years old and had standards. <laughs> Seven are Mary Janes. I don't even know if I know what a Mary Jane is. Uh, I believe uh, Spider Man was in love with her. Oh for a gosh, while. I remember these things. These are. Uh... Oh wow. Mary Jane candy, old-fashioned peanut butter and molasses-flavored taffy-type candy. I remember those. They were disturbingly disgusting. Molasses. Anything that has molasses in it, it just doesn't sound right. Especially as a candy. Yeah, Mary Jane's. Yep, those belong on the list. This is shocking to me. Smarties, number six. I don't dislike Smarties. I I liked Smarties. I wouldn't put them in Halloween. I, I... Those are always the ones that were the last in my candy, yeah, my candy bag. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give them for Halloween. I would, I'd put them in a generic bowl mix if I had them, but I wouldn't. I'd keep it, keep them for like a party or something. I'm not going to give that to kids. Oh, they're, I, they're just chalk. Which uh, next wax cola bottles? I don't know what those I've are. I've had those. Those don't have a lot of flavor. Yeah. Four is Necco wafers, which are the worst version of Smarties. I don't know what those are. They uh, look like communion wafers if you grew up Catholic. I did not grow up Catholic. Number three, peanut butter kisses. Did you know that Hershey's made a peanut butter kiss? Wait, I'm sorry. 
peanut butter should not be on this list unless it does not taste like peanut butter. I'm wondering if it didn't because I have not seen those around. I've seen a lot of other Hershey's Kisses, you know, the mint truffle, the, the candy cane. Maybe it's just a Pennsylvania thing. That's interesting. Number two, candy corn. I, for one, don't mind okay, candy corn. Candy corn is, there's way too much hate for candy corn. I think it's there like is. It's like peeps. People hate candy corn and people hate peeps just because they want to be cool. Well, I don't like peeps. I don't I don't think I've them. had a peep. But I like candy corn. I don't like the candy corn like pumpkins and those those giant wax candies. But when it's just the candy corn, you mix them with M&Ms and peanuts, you got a pretty good candy mix there. Yeah, I can I can see that. That's a good like, you know, Halloween party type of thing. I can see that. And and they're they're fun to eat. Just make sure you don't have a cavity. You know what? Um, I had some payday the other day, and I think paydays are just – I mean, I know it's caramel, but it's, it's it tastes to me like candy corn melted over peanuts. I like paydays because then I can go to the bank. And do things. And number one of the worst candies ever, circus peanuts. Oh, gross. It's like the original peep. Yeah, those – Except they made it worse by putting more sugar sprinkles on top of it. Yeah, those are those are not good. I I'd, I'd still say that Good and Plenty's are number one, and they're number one by far. Oh, Good and Plenty's are not good at all. My brother likes Good and Plenty's, and I. Eh. All right, Micah, you were born in California, am I right? I was born in Washington. Okay, you were born in Washington. Grew up in California. Yep. All right. Well, Go Washington. Broncos. The top three candies in Washington State are Tootsie Pops, Saltwater Taffy, and M and M's. It's a good thing you moved, well, moved out yeah. of that state. I'm glad I moved to a real state. California, top is Reese's Cups. Nice. M&M's and Skittles. All right, so California does it right. They, Yeah, I'm from Indiana, so they had Starbursts, Hot Tamales, and Jolly Ranchers. All right, one of the three. Uh, I, Star- Starburst didn't make the earlier list, though, which is shocking. Really? Yeah. Starbursts, definitely top 15. The Starburst jelly beans, good year-round. I, I wouldn't put that in anyone's basket or bag. Um, maybe if you celebrate Easter, I would I would do that. Um, what, what were the three? For Indiana? Yeah. Starbursts, Hot Tamales, and Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, Hot Tamales, I, I think, are almost as bad as Good and Plenty's. That's not a candy. It's just nasty. It's, if I, I want something that's hot, I'm going to eat actual food. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have your mouth burning from candy. All right, we go to Colorado now where we're producing this show. Third is Milky Way. Second, Twix. And first is Hershey's Kisses. Mm, not, Hershey's Kisses, those are a, a Christmas thing. Uh, I agree. Uh, Milky Way, top 15. Probably right next to uh, maybe top 20. I don't know. All right, now t- the, the, there's two states that I can find right now that have the top candy is hot tamales, and that's Minnesota and North Dakota, the, some of the most northern states. Do you think they have some justification for how bloody cold it is up there? I, maybe, maybe they're just trying to heat up, but that doesn't. It's not going to heat you up. It's maybe going to change your mouth temperature. All right, but that's not going to heat you. And up. also in Virginia, hmm. Those are, uh, I'm never going to go to any of those states. Here's a state I don't know if I can trust. Connecticut with Almond Joys as their top candy. Yeah, no, not 
not doing that. I, I can't stand Almond Joys. Those people are nuts. I like coconut flavor, just do not like coconut. Louisiana is, comes in rare with Lemonheads as their top candy. Those those people are a bunch oh, of gosh. lemonheads. Oh, gosh. Their third, though, is Blow Pops. Blow Pops is also an instant cavity. Yeah. There's a lot of... Uh, this This entire list is an instant cavity. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. My what? dentist is uh, calling me right now. He says, Micah, you have a cavity. You don't even need an x-ray. I know you have a cavity because of this show. Because you're just thinking about candy. Yeah. My, my teeth do have, like, this weird little, uh, like, electricity going through right now. It's like twang of, like, ooh, it does not feel feel good. Blow Pops, West Virginia, has number one. I hate to say it, but explains a lot. Well, that's been our talk on candy for Halloween. Uh, we don't know what we're going to talk about when we come back from the break, but stay tuned. I'm sure it'll be entertaining. You're listening to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, Northern Colorado's voice here in the Allo Communications studios in downtown Greeley. Nick Snacks is also brought to you by 477 Distilling, downtown Greeley. Didn't they at one point have like, cocktails. didn't they, uh, 470 Distilling, 477 Distilling, excuse me, at one point have some kind of flavored. A lot of flavors. Well, like Bourbon? one was a candy corn. Oh, yes, a candy corn vodka. They just had that last week for Halloween, and it does taste like a candy corn. I wonder how they, how they pull that off. Easy. Uh, vodka is a very neutral flavored. Uh, it just doesn't taste much like anything. That's why so many people add it to juices and soda and um, you know for martinis and, and all these different cocktails because it doesn't have much flavor. So, so you, you think can, they could do a Mountain Dew flavored vodka? I don't think so. Because you have to mix it. Well, they, I'm sure they could water it down. But for the candy corn, they just put a lot of candy corn into vodka and let it just distill. Same with peppermints. They'll just like pour so many, crunch up so many peppermints and then filter it out. And the vodka will take on the flavor of, uh, of the candy corn, of the peppermint. What other vodkas have they done? They haven't done too many flavored vodkas. Because their vodka is that good. I'm not much of a vodka person. I don't. I've never had vodka. Um, you could... You know, you can mask that with orange juice pretty easily and not even know you were drinking vodka. Until you get buzzed. Until you get buzzed. Or Mountain Dew. Same thing with Mountain Dew, Micah. Because Mountain Dew's main makeup is orange juice, right? Uh, citrus. I'd have to look at the side. And I don't feel like... Re- well, if you look at the side of any soda, like any... Maybe not... There are some local... Uh, I think there's a local company, if you read the side of... There's it doesn't have a lot of ingredients on it, so good for them. But if you go to any of the other ones that have all the preservatives, you'd be like, I cannot pronounce this. It's interesting what we put in our bodies, huh? Yes. 
and yet it tastes good. Indeed. And there go your teeth. Well, that too. They're that, that's, that's That stuff's really bad for your teeth. Like, I, I get told by dentists, you need to stop drinking Mountain Dew because it's bad for you. Does he? Well, he doesn't suggest an alternative, does he? Water. Yeah, but... I mean, water... If you're going to drink soda, what you should do is drink your soda and then chase it with water. Well, I mean, you could do that. Or mouthwash. You could, but then you you have the taste of mouthwash. Here are some fun facts about dentistry, since somehow we got on this topic, but I just know some random, I know enough random information to be, you know, either useful or completely useless in a conversation. Um, when, uh, you know, brushing your teeth is, is the best thing you can do for the, uh, you know, just makeup of the bacteria in your mouth. Um, but what they say, you know, when you chew gum, um, you're getting all that intense mint flavoring and stuff, but... Uh, since your mouth is, I will say, for this for this sense, pure with all that mintiness, um, you recognize how you know bad your breath either tastes or smells almost immediately after chewing a piece of gum. Um, but the worst thing for your mouth is actually mouthwash. I mean, yeah, it's good for your gums and everything, um, but as far as like destroying all the bacteria in your mouth, that's what mouthwash does. And you do need bacteria in your mouth to help balance the pH and everything to make sure you have some. Uh, a healthy supply of like saliva so you don't get dry mouth because then that's what gets your mouth and your breath to smell. So um, using all that in, in, in balance is really good. So if you're one of those people who, you know, you're preparing for a date and you use mouthwash, there's a good chance by the end of your date your breath might smell a little off because uh, you've just killed all the good bacteria in your mouth as well as the bad bacteria. And if you've been drinking and driving, using mouthwash is actually worse. Isn't that because it's 99.9% alcohol? Yeah, because there's, there's more alcohol in it. So when you do a breathalyzer test, it's going to be worse. Yeah, I, I think the most you're supposed to use mouthwash is once a day. And I would, whenever I use mouthwash, it's in the morning to get rid of, you know, when you're, so when you go to sleep, you know, your saliva moves less because you're, you're not talking, you're not eating, you're just completely inactive. So the bacteria just, builds. So that's why I do more work on myself in the morning. I do more on in the, on in the nighttime. So you know water picking and everything and oh, mouthwash. Yeah, that's where I would do my water picking and that's where I would do my uh, flossing. And you know, flossing is very very good for your gums, even better than mouthwash. Indeed. I don't like flossing, and I couldn't when I had uh, orthodontics for a couple of years, so that's when I got into water pick. And I grew up watching the show Seinfeld, and there's this episode where they're going to give Kramer something, uh, they being George Costanza's parents. And off screen, of course, you hear Estelle, who just you know played George's mom wonderfully. But um, you know Frank Costanza was like, let's give him our water pick. And she goes, you're not going to give him our water pick. Now that I know what a water pick is as an adult— I can't believe they were going to give Kramer a water pick. I don't think I could ever take one that's been used, like seeing one at a garage sale or like a hand-me-down. I'd be like, nope, thanks, but no thanks. This uh, this belongs in the garbage. I kind of agree. I don't want anything that's been used by someone else. There, there are just certain things that other people's bodies have touched that you just don't want to ever touch again. Even though it's been like super-duper sanitized, you're just like, eh. Don't know about that. I think one of the strangest things I've ever borrowed from somebody that made me feel, you know, heebie-jeebies was a uh, was a jock in hockey. 
I forgot my jockstrap as a goalie, and though that's a very prized area of my body, and did not have my cup. I certainly hope that person washed it. Uh, you know what I did? I uh, wear layers and layers and layers of Under Armour and stuff when I'm playing goalie, so it did not come into contact with my skin. But still. I still would have washed it. Oh, well, absolutely. I couldn't wash it before I wore it. But I did take it. No, I washed it before I gave it back. Yeah, I, I would have. I would have super washed it. I would have poured some like ninety-one percent proof rubbing alcohol on there, <laughs> and just like killed everything. Because rubbing alcohol. If you drink rubbing alcohol, by the way, that's one of the worst. That's worse You'll than Mountain Dew. That kills everything. And no recommended here. Do not take. You know, don't edit this out to for for you to hear Micah say drink rubbing alcohol. Do not. Do not do that. That's a bat. That's for disinfecting stuff. That's for killing bacteria that needs to be killed. Not this stuff in your mouth, because the mouth is the area of the body where you have the most bacteria for a reason. It's supposed to help you break down food before it gets to your stomach. That's why, as you were saying, mouthwash killing all that bacteria. That's why they say only do sixty seconds at the most. Yeah. And it burns. It'll ruin your gums. Where were we, Micah? We're talking a lot about food today. We were talking talking about candy, talking about breaking down your teeth. Now talking about fixing your teeth. Hey, all the things. Mm. Why do people hate dentists? I don't know. That's a great question. And it's like they avoid them at all costs. I don't necessarily look forward to my, my twice-a-year dentist appointments. I, I, I don't like the bill that I receive, but... I've only had one bad dentist, and that was more the dental office. That I, that was the bad experience that I had. Otherwise, I've I've had some pretty good dentists. I think the things I don't like most about the dentist are uh, one: it's hard to develop a relationship with your hygienist or the dentist because your mouth is open the whole time, and they ask you questions you can't really answer. You have to get a lot of interaction done early on. Surprisingly, they can actually understand what you're saying. Oh, I bet they hear it all the time. Mm -hmm. One thing I have a lot of, uh, I would say, anxiety about the dentist for is, like, uh, not being able to swallow when your mouth is open. Oh, I don't like that. And, heck, I'm, like, getting gagged right now just thinking about it is, uh, you know, and then you try, like, what happens? What if it goes down the wrong pipe? What if you start coughing uncontrollably? That's what gets me the most uncomfortable in a dentist chair. Yeah. I So I have, like, anxiety going to the dentist, and I've been going to the same dental office for years so I know that there is a note in there that says, this patient has anxiety going to the dentist. I, I don't like it. I, do, I don't mind it as much as I used to. But Same boy, I spent a lot of time in the dentist chair. But I also suggested that they turn those into massage chairs, and they do have those. So I'm hoping my dentist will get one of those in the next couple of years. Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be right back after this break.
Welcome back to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, Northern Colorado's Voice. Brought to you by 477 Distilling. Coming up with their Black Friday deal at the end of the month. 50% off all bottles from 10 to midnight. You can order them online, too. We also have 30% off merchandise and other good deals throughout that evening. It's one of my favorite days of the year, helping out the distillery, volunteering, and uh, selling lots and lots and lots of booze. Now, the other day, for Halloween, they were selling lots of booze, but those were the spooky booze. Ooh. I want to create a my own type of alcohol, kind of like how gin is an alcohol and vodka is an alcohol and whiskey is an alcohol. I want to invent something. Your own spirit? Yeah, my own type of spirit. And then I'm going to make it so that the the Congress says, oh, only if you make a knockoff version of it, you have to call it this. Mike, I just envisioned with based on personality that your drink would be very heavily black licorice flavored. No, no. Well, I know, it would this wouldn't be for your liking. This would just be for what I perceive that to taste like. No, it would. It would be. It would taste like orange juice. I like mm-hmm. orange juice. Mountain Dew. It, it could be a Mountain Dewish. Mountain Dewish. I just, I just think like I want to be like the people who created champagne. Like I want, just want to be up to you. Like you can't use the word champagne because it's from the Champagne region in France. So you have to call it something else, and they call it sparkling wine. California sparkling wine. Bubbly, bubbly. Well, it's the month of November. Holiday music is already underway in many places. Uh, I think Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You is already being played around the clock on some stations. Micah, we know you've been listening to it. I will not be playing any Christmas music. No, you won't. You're going to cringe when I have you do it for a bumper music. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, yeah, will... This is why I control the board. Oh, um, oh th- it will not be happening. An exciting month ahead, uh, really to promote what's going on on the Nerd Show as well as with Nick Snacks. But, uh, you know, we've been really diverged, uh, di- divulged ourselves into Andor. Um, and or what? And or, well, you know, holidays, Christmas, you know, all that good stuff. If um, they do an, uh, like a Christmas version of, of uh, Andor, I'm going to be very mad. Uh, I think it'll be. Oh, Andor. It'll be. Gets out of prison, but just in time to save Santa Claus. That happens. All the Christmas specials. Um, but uh, that's been an incredible series we've been we've been digging into on the Nerd Show. We also have some epic movies coming out this this month. I think it'll be epic at least. I'm so looking forward to uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. That was an incredible show or movie Wakanda a couple of years forever. ago. And uh, unfortunately, with the passing with Chadwick Boseman a couple of years ago, um, we're finally getting Black Panther 2. Just, uh, I mean, there's a lot of suspense built up around this film. And already after the world premiere, critics are just raving about how great the movie is, how great the score is. I love the score, the movie soundtrack. Years ago when it came out, it definitely stood out from all the other Marvel movies um, that have had, you know, and not, nothing against their scores. Well, but- it was so unique. But I, I think some of it was the fact that Ryan Coogler and uh, Ludwig Gorenson had worked together before, and, and I think they had worked together for two movies, so they had this connection. And then Ludwig brought in, you know, traditional African music and some African singers, and really. 
put that together with some hip hop and made it sound so unique and just added the traditional. I I absolutely agree. It's the best music in the MCU. Nothing else has come close. To me, it's like the avatar of Marvel. You know, when when James Horner used a lot of the native voices for whatever he was trying to create for Pandora, um, just that beautiful chorus that really complemented what the orchestra was doing. Um, I felt that same way with Black Panther, and and there had there's not a lot like that. I mean, some some moments in movie history we have that chorus as the big impact. You know, of course, I think where it really awakened everyone was in 1999 with John Williams and Duel of the Fates from the Phantom Menace. I think that was one of the the biggest wow moments, um, at least in my era of of movies where you got that big mix of orchestra and choir. You also had that in Glory in 1988. Yes, and that was a big big mashup from O Fortuna from Carmina Burana, um, which the Greeley Philharmonic Orchestra is doing on April 29th of 2023. That is a huge, huge piece of music, and it's just going to be sensational and monumental. Um, But yeah, you're absolutely right. That was another time they used massive chorus there for a movie soundtrack when they're storming the Fort Fort Wagner. Well, it wasn't just that. It was the whole score was James Horner and the Boys Choir of Harlem just interspersed together. And it's I loved it so much. I actually bought it on CD. Did James Horner do that? Twenty years ago. Yeah, that's what my my two favorite movies when it comes to music are Glory. And Braveheart, and they're mm. both Horner scores, and I, this is why James Horner is my favorite because he does music that is so good. It sings, it speaks to people, speaks to me. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so that's one movie that's been um, on my radar to come out very soon. Um, then toward the end of the year, that, uh, not, things seem to be calming down a lot more. In past seasons, uh, both of Nick Snacks and Just in Life, we've had The Mandalorian out this time. And my good friend Scott Magerflesh, who's now a co-host of The Nerd Show with us, uh, would do reviews of The Mandalorian. But that's not uh, taking place this year. The Mandalorian, by the way, also music done by Ludwig Gorenson. Indeed. There's a lot of parallels here. And, you know, but, you know, what we have coming up next year, I think we're going to have Indiana Jones... Uh, the final installment of Indiana Jones. John Williams is scoring that, and that'll be his final motion picture. He says he might do more, but he says that it'll be his final score, which I think he should have stopped because that movie's going to suck. Yeah, I'm telling the, you now. Maybe he knows the movie's going to be rubbish, but and knows that he has to have such a powerful score that uh, it could help bring that up from the ashes that was Indiana Jones 4. You know what? We've talked about it before. Good original scores can help save a really crappy movie. You know, when we were in the movies last week, Micah, when we saw Black Adam, there were a lot of cool previews that I saw. One that really sticks out to me is a uh, Korean War movie about a black Air Force pilot or about a Navy pilot. Um, I, Devotion, I believe it's called. Let me look that up really quickly. Um, I hope it's not as bad as, what was it, Red Wings? Um, there, there was something Red a Tails. few years ago. Red Tails? Yeah, and that was a really great—I mean, it's a great story about uh, the first black fighter pilot um, squadron to be in fair, World I War never II. Saw but, yeah, the movie itself was—it was kind of a B-grade movie. It didn't, it didn't perform well. And I think George Lucas was behind that. 
Uh, I think he was, too, and that kind of makes me worried and sad. Yes, Devotion, the official trailer, um, is an aerial war epic based on the best-selling book of the same name, tells the harrowing true story of two Navy Air Force pilots um, during the Korean War. Their heroic sacrifices would ultimately make them the Navy's most celebrated wingmen. Um, it's a cast that I'm not too familiar with, so uh, looking forward to what they're able to produce with that. Um, I love war films, and I love, I've always loved aviation. I used to build airplane models when I was a kid. Um, so when this first popped up, I was like, wait a minute, this isn't the next Air Force show movie that should be out. Because Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg are still working on their, um, I think, uh, it's, a, it's a bomber TV series, just like Band of Brothers um, and the Pacific, they're doing one for a bomber squadron based out of London for World War II. And I believe that's still in production. But those are incredible, incredible series and shows that just show this true story of brotherhood during war times, um, you know, and truly a better better time for our world. I mean, granted, the war, world was at war during that time, but I think um, it was a very clear line of what was good and what was evil. And good triumphed. This has been Nick Snacks. Tune in next week for an all-new Nick Snacks with our guest, Michelle Kampama. And then all month long as we feature nonprofits and our drive towards Colorado Gives Day. Thanks for tuning in. And this is our cutoff. <laughs>